Welcome back all once again to the 48th instalment of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Coming to you on the 1st of February, we are midweek in the FPL range of fixtures. It isn't a double game week, but there's been plenty of goals and things to talk about. If you're a Manchester fan, you're either very happy if you're blue or not so happy if you're red after tonight's draw against Hull City. And if you're a Celtic fan, well, you're 25 points clear in the Scottish League and you're probably celebrating an early victory. First of all, welcoming back the panel for the evening. It is the Iceman. Hi, Pete. Welcome back, sir. And... Once again, continuing our trend of guests uh, plucked from the FPL community. This week, very fortunate to have Mr. Peter Blake joining us. Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Really looking forward to seeing what you've got to say, Peter. Um, just tell the, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about what you do and how you're involved with FPL. Uh, sure. I've been playing FPL properly now for this is my third season. Uh, I played it a bit when I was younger, but I was uh, mostly, uh, mostly just messing about and yeah I got back into it a couple of years ago and over the summer I used those two seasons I've been involved and uh, uh, pulled a load of data from it I'm, I'm a data analyst by trade yeah. so uh, pulled a load of information looked at the uh, load of opta numbers and did some correlations with the FPL points to see how you know on-pitch actions were affecting points and yeah just just started blogging about it really and you know went on Twitter and you know just Used the FPL hashtag and started talking to a few people, and it's um, that was that was only in the summer, really. It feels like a lot uh, long time ago now, but uh, it sort of snowballed a lot since then, and uh, uh, had some really good conversations with a lot of uh, a lot of very interesting people, and uh, yeah, re- really really enjoy the social side of it now. It's your articles which are really good. People are really interested in them, all about maths and data, and I've been reading a few of them. They are some really detailed, knowledgeable stuff you got going on there. It's, it's good to read. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate it. I think if you're looking at sort of two seasons worth of data, I think the, the numbers and uh, the, the correlations can tell you an awful lot, and it's very interesting. Um, it does. It's a lot more difficult, uh, however, when you're, you're dealing on a week by week basis because there's so much randomness involved. Trying to trying to use the stats purely to predict what's going on is quite difficult. So you, you sort of need to yeah use the numbers as a guide, but definitely use your own intuition and uh, yeah and and talk to people as well and that's what twitter's great for actually is just you know the idea of on a monday afternoon or something to put out an opinion poll saying who, who should i be bringing in and what should i be doing and uh, immediately you can get a load of feedback on uh, the wisdom of the crowds kind of scenario it's um, it, it's been really good really good fun hasn't helped me at all but yeah. it's, uh, it's been really good fun <laughs> You, you, your position reminds me of uh, of our guest from last week, Tom. Tom's very active in the FPL community on Twitter, and actually, you know, he's always talked about it as an absolute goldmine in terms of finding out stats and advice. And I think you're contributing to that. So great to have you on board for the pod. Looking forward to hearing your suggestions for the coming week. But first of all, it's time to name and shame, grin and bear, and uh, own up to how we got on as surgeons this week. I will lead us off, and I'm basing this on the midweek fixtures so we've had a couple of nights of midweek fpl games i got 38 points which in principle you know isn't fantastic i actually think it hasn't been the highest scoring of week so far and actually i'm just looking at my jones points haven't been added yet so actually i'm closer to the mid 40s after that the one player i'm just going to shout who continues to be absolutely fantastic and has now actually broken the record for goalkeeping bonus points in fpl 
over the course of the last 10 seasons. Tom Heaton, another big nine-point scoring week. I hate um, him. I hate him. I know you do. That, that, is why I, that is why I keep him. I mean, I look at his run of fixtures and the points that he's turned in, and do you know what? If it was, if this was Riyad Mahrez's run of points without looking at the name Tom Heaton, I wouldn't actually bat an eyelid. So very, very happy with that. So not a brilliant game week score for me, although actually very similar to people in my mini league, so I've not lost a lot of ground. Iceman, how have you got on? Oh, yeah, I've done really, really well. I um, uh, My transfers was to transfer out uh, Townsend, who got an assist this week. Brought, well in, brought in Morellas, who, um, who, who just lost his assist, which I found out, yeah. which was great. Uh, I also took out Kapue, who also got an assist and I think a couple of bonus points. Brought in Carroll. Um, who didn't get anything. How did he get on? No, he didn't get anything. No. I also captained Kane. Um, yeah, how'd that he, go? Uh, not good. And uh, yeah, Sanchez, he got me four points. So I was quite happy about that. I got a back four, including Valdez, of no clean sheets. Aguero coming off the bench, scoring me a whopping one. And Ibrahimovic playing against Hull at home. Gets me a nice two points. So overall, a good. Uh, looks like I'm going to hit 26 so yeah, quite excited about that. <laughs> it's it's really not been a good midweek game week for uh, FPL managers. I don't know others might have scored a bit higher. Be interested to hear from you on Twitter, Peter. What about yourself? Can you can you save us? Uh, no, no <laughs> not so. Uh, but bang on average, actually. Looking at uh, the Fantasy Football Fix site now, it says um, thirty five points as average, and I'm uh, I'm on to thirty five. I've got one bonus point from Lee Grant, which has um, tips me up to that. Uh, which is which is lovely. Eh, everything else was pathetic, really. Um, Raheem Sterling did a good job. Pulled in eight points. Captain Sanchez, yep, yeah, fine. Eight points. I mean, could really do more <laughs> from my captain. Uh, bought in Leighton Baines this week. Um, he scored me two. Although to be fair, I did get rid of Jordi Amat, so that's a net gain of two. So I'll take that as a victory. <laughs> um, uh, Darren Fletcher on the bench with five points. Uh, who, if he played, would have been my third highest scorer. <laughs> Which is a tragic state of affairs. I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's not good at all. Uh, I had um, three players uh, in my front seven, Giroud, Rondon, Stanislas, none of which made 70 minutes. Again, Ibrahimovic at home to hold, and nothing, Deli Alley, uh, nothing against uh, Sunderland, no no points in the defence. It's... It's all going really well here at the surgery. This it's, is, uh, yeah. yeah, this is, this is, we're struggling. Well done. I don't you. think it's just us, to be fair. I think there's a lot no. of that out there. <laughs> Yeah. Looking, through, looking through my Twitter timeline at the moment, it's just horrific. There's a lot of angry people there, so. more so than normal. It's just absolute carnage, isn't it? <laughs> well, just to add to, to the woes of the uh, the surgeons, I haven't got in the mid forties. I just realised Phil Jones, although you Looking know, sheet, yeah, sheet, yeah. came off after fifty four minutes. <laughs> so, uh, ha, yeah, yeah ha. If it was a sod. That would be the law. <laughs> so there we go. Um, right, so it's all misery on the podcast this week. Let's see if our uh, surgery podcast mini league can offer any more right spots uh, on one note i'm actually in the top 100 now so i'm coming for you top 10 watch out um top 10 this week we've got in 10th place on 17 let's just see if his team's at no he's up to 33 now okay it's yossi g he's in a he's in 10th at the moment i do think these placings will change in the next few days so the, at the time of recording this is where we're currently at costa gunas jack watson you're up into ninth place with a decent score of 33 Banana Nose, Maldonado, Matthew Greco, very creative uh, in eighth place. RK Mavericks, Kunal Roran with 32 points up in the seventh. Sixth is the mysterious Duke and Douglas Munro. 
In fifth place, the no-name boys, Roger Cabral, remain in uh, fifth place. Biggles wingmen are in fourth, Patrick Houghton. Ayu Ferreal into third place, Mohamed Ismail. The special one has been knocked off the top. Jimitar Todorov has fallen. Let's just see if he'll still be top after his points are added tonight. Oh, I don't know. He's got 33 points now, hasn't he? So He has. I think he will just jump back above Andreas Solander in first of Atlanta United, but we're talking points in it. It's getting very hot at the top for that Fancy Football Surgery podcast t-shirt. Well done, you guys. He he actually, he had, uh, what, the three Liverpool players, which, I mean, he's now wildcarded, and he's kept those three Liverpool players as well, but brought in David Luiz, so that's a great shout this week. He's going a cracker of a free kick. Yeah, I think um, we'll certainly talk about him in just a moment. I think um, a great performance in the mini-league, but again, echoing that uh, the scores weren't that high this week. So if you've done badly, join the club. I think it's probably the message we're giving out. Yeah. By the looks of it, we've got January still. Fabian Ashen Jr. with Ruckus beat him up is still top for January uh, at the moment. This is before it's all finalised, so it could change. But yeah, well done to him. Okay, well, let's move on to the first fixture then. So we've got Saturday the 4th of February, the first of the uh, the fixtures. This is the early kickoff, And you'll be interested to know that Chelsea are playing against Arsenal. Arsenal fluffing their lines against Watford last night. Chelsea going away from Liverpool with a draw. All in all, they could have won if Costa had scored the penalty at the end there. I don't think the uh, the wheels have fallen off for them just yet. Um, but Chelsea still very much in the driving seat in this title race. Thinking about this fixture at the weekend, uh, I still think if you have Alonso, he is the man to keep on going. He's been in form all season. A few heads are going to be turned towards David Luiz, though. Iceman, have you got any thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, David Luiz, he, he does take free kicks, but he's, if, how many free kicks has he taken to actually get that one? Uh, I don't think he's going to score another cracker like that against Arsenal, but I'll probably eat my words and be crying on Saturday. Yeah, I I did think about him about six weeks ago. Where I was thinking, yeah, this this guy, he gets forward and he's always creating chances and he's always just shooting from random efforts when you know he shouldn't be. So maybe going forward, maybe now he's scored, he's probably going to increase his goals, but... I think it's still going to stay the same. If you've got if you've got two Chelsea defenders, yeah, it's got to be Alonso and probably uh, either one of David Luiz or Aspilicueta. Uh, yeah, still still a good bet. But for this game, I yeah, I can see Arsenal scoring. So clean sheet's probably going to go out the window. Yeah, I mean it's um it's a difficult one. I still think, like you say, Alonso is the go-to defender, and he is certainly he does offer more attacking threats. Still, the the other one I'm going to shout in this game is uh, Eden Hazard as well. Again. Coming up with some points the other night, he's remaining consistent for me throughout the season. And I, I didn't actually ditch him when he was getting shipped out a while back. Yes, he's not come up with any explosive returns in the last few weeks. But again, I see Arsenal in a, quite a vulnerable position at the moment. Confidence will be hit after that Watford game. So I actually fancy him to notch. If, if you've got him, I would stick with him. A potential option, though, in midfield. Peter, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure I'd really recommend bringing in anybody from from this game at the moment it's neither team you're right Arsenal, you're, Arsenal are going to have their confidence not certainly and in their next four they've got Chelsea a blank and Liverpool both those games away from home uh, the only redeeming feature the only redeeming fixture they've got is Hull I still think Sanchez is a you know, tremendous option and you know he's pretty much fixture proof as far as I'm concerned but I don't think anybody there isn't really anybody else in the Arsenal team I'd say 
bring in for that run and certainly not against Chelsea so I can't see for me this game's got 1-1 written all over it I don't think it's going to be clean yeah. sheets I don't think it's going to be a hatful of goals those goals are probably going to come from central defenders up for corners or something like that as well it's yeah I, I can see this being a really frustrating game because I imagine there's a yeah, most people have got at least one player from each one of those even one of those teams yeah. I would have thought and yeah. I, I don't this is, I think, is going to be a frustrating fixture for a lot of people, and I probably wouldn't recommend bringing anybody in. Um, if you've got players in them, I mean, I've got Alonso and I've got Sanchez. Uh, I'm not looking to get rid of those. I do also have Giroud. I am looking to get rid of getting rid of him this week, though, because I, I really don't want two Arsenal forwards going into this game. I don't see that's um, of being any value at all. Yeah, no, nobody really jumps out as, as being. Nobody wasn't spoken about last week anyway. I think there's, there's a few players like Iwobi who are starting to get game time. Chelsea, I think, are frustrating. Though. A lot of their attacking returns seem to be uh, pushed around between a lot of players. Um, players like Pedro who then go and start on the bench. Willian who won't always start the games. Costa will go and miss penalties. It's, yeah, it's a tricky one. OK, so actually rarely this season we're not actually that excited about... We're excited about the game, but in terms of nailing down a player, that's a lot harder to do at the moment. I think I agree with both of you. It's quite difficult to, to nail on a player from this fixture. I still think that I agree with you, Peter, um, Alexis Sanchez, just if you look at his run of fixtures that have just gone past and his return of points, it's so consistent. You, yeah. you can't not have him at the moment, really. He is the one that's going to do anything for Arsenal, if anything at all. And like I said, I'm still sort of back in my man hazard, but we'll see how that goes. OK, well, let's move on to Big Sam's Palace versus Sunderland, so against his old club. Turn it round in this midweek fixture. So got his first win under his belt, Big Sam. Couple of decent additions, really like uh, Patrick Van Aanholt joining them in the uh, transfer window. Peter, I'll come to you for this one first of all. Who do you like in this fixture? Yeah, I think you've got... I think it's a bit early to say whether Palace have turned a corner or not. Um, they've got Zahar back, which I think is probably going to make a bit of a difference to them. Uh, yeah. they, they do look a lot better, a much better side when, when he's in there. You're right, Van Aanholt um, and, and Schlapp are definitely going to provide... A bit of penetration down the wings. Whether that can spark Christian Benteke into life, I'm not 100% sure. Um, I had him earlier in the season. It was the most frustrating thing. Um, did absolutely nothing. Palace's, Palace's fixtures look good as well, actually. I was, um, I was just going to say that. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we've got Sunderland this game. After that, away at Stoke's not the easiest. Home against Middlesbrough. I mean, we'll talk about Middlesbrough later, but you know, they are. I think they're deceptively poor at the back. Uh, they did keep clean sheets, but they concede an awful lot of chances. Um, following that, they've got West Brom. Again, they're you know, deceptive at the moment. I think they concede a fair few chances. They've got Watford just after the Tottenham game then as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bet against Palace at this point. Uh, I'm just I'm not going to rush when you bring any of their players in. I think Zahar's the obvious choice, uh, given the run he was on earlier in the season. Um, if he can hit the ground running again, coming back and... Yeah, definitely look at Van Arnholt, Van Arnholt as well because he's definitely got FPL pedigree uh, from previous seasons. Yeah, he's, he's got that, and again, he's he's scored points straight away on his debut. So I think he can yeah. do it in any team he plays in. I like your you, you mentioned Christian Benteke there, and I, I do like that shout. I think he is the ideal player in a big Sam side, big direct centre forward. Sam looks like he's converting to this uh, this newly loved wing back formation in the Premier League at the moment following uh, Conte's lead and if he's looking at Van Arnholt getting down one side I'm not sure who he played there yesterday at uh, right fullback let me just have a quick look at that I think it was still Ward it was still Ward okay so I'm not as excited about him on the right hand side but if Big Sam's going to move towards this kind of you know this wing back 
approach, potentially more crosses into the box, more business for Benteke. And if he's going to come good, these are the three games I would be taking a punt on him. So I'm, I'm actually quite tempted to swap him for Defoe this week. Yeah, why not? I, I can see it being a good shout now. I think I, I mentioned it last week. I thought that uh, they hadn't quite got going yet, Crystal Palace, but maybe they needed a game like the Bournemouth game just to kind of offset it. And with these you know, mediocre fixtures coming up, I can see them doing quite well. I, I can see Christian Benteke being a, a great asset to your FPL team. I think, I, it still feels a bit... It, it, might still feel, it might still be a bit premature, I mm. think. Because this is their first win, I think, since game week seven. Or they one win in that time or something. But it's getting something to that point like of that, uh, movers and shakers now, isn't it? So if, yeah. if you get these players in now could benefit you but you could bring them in and they score you nothing so that's the risk you've got, you've got to take yeah I, 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 I'd also just caveat by saying they played Bournemouth last night who are, I think they've conceded 25 goals now in the last 10 games and it's like two and a half a game and they look absolutely dreadful at the back so I don't know what's going to happen obviously Sunderland aren't the um, on the greatest shakes at the back either to be fair but you know they kept Spurs out last night uh, after that they got Stoke so yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. You're right. If you bring them in now and, and it pays off, then great. But there's there is a very real risk that um, yeah, this is this is just not a very good Palace side. Uh, and last night was a bit of a uh, a bit of a one-off. Interesting. So every chance we're just being we're just being teased with that performance. Possibly. Maybe, maybe not something ongoing. Interesting. Well, I'm sure many will uh, will share your view on that. I I can't really offer you anything from Sunderland. I'm not particularly excited about what they've done in the uh, in the window. And um, not Rodwell. What's that? You don't want Rodwell. <laughs> well, how much will that cost me? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, I, th- I, sh- I think I might be giving him away. Yeah. <laughs> Th- Thirty-seven games now he's played. Um, still no win. Still on no it, win. Poor, poor Jack Rodwell. What a player he was at Everton, and now he's turned to the the, the butt of everyone's joke in the northeast. So. <laughs> Very sad to see that. I don't know if you saw it, but he did hack someone down in that game as well. It's just, I think someone went past him, he just took him down clean. He should have got a red card as well. Dirty player. That would have given something <laughs> three games to uh, to pick up some points, wouldn't it, without him playing? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's let's not stew on Sunderland. Let's move on to the team that Peter's just mentioned then. So Everton versus Bournemouth. I think there's some business here for, for Everton with Bournemouth's defence as it is at the moment. You're quite right on that, uh, Peter. Um, I've got Lukaku in my team. He didn't do anything tonight. I'm going to stick by him, though, because, again, that the, the fixtures for Everton still look good. And I think if you've got him, it's worth keeping faith in him. The average you know, amount of games he goes to get an assist and a... Uh, or a goal. He's probably due in, in true <laughs> fancy football surgery style, but at the moment I'd be backing uh, Lukaku. Iceman, any thoughts on that? Well, yeah, no, I, I, I would back him as well if I had him. I do have Aguero, and I'm actually thinking of moving to Lukaku, uh, because I, last week I was going to bring in Holgate, but then that would have restricted me because I would have had three Everton players and I wouldn't have been able to get Lukaku, and I was just playing it safe didn't bring him in just so I could have that option this week uh, so I may bring him in I'm, I'm not actually sure yet I haven't kind of thought about my transfers too much it's a bit quick since the last game was actually finished but Morelles uh, he seems to be very attacking still and although he just got chipped from his assistant for the uh, Coleman goal uh, it's now the Shawcross own goal unfortunately but he was playing quite well come half time I only watched half of it and he did look good he was always getting forward uh, very selfish player as we've said before loads of attempts on goal and has been over averaging three over the last four game weeks as well 
So I still think he's he's a great pick. I, I did bring him in this week for Townsend, and obviously Townsend got the assist, which is annoying, and Reyes only got two. But going forward, I think he's still a great pick. Yeah, I, I, I would certainly back you on that, Peter. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, uh, absolutely. I think Everton are you know go all in on them at the moment. I think their yeah upcoming fixtures look great. Yeah, with one eye on the blank game weeks coming up as well. They definitely haven't got any blanks coming up in 26 or 28 uh, one of only I think six teams that can be claimed um, of that at the moment so yeah. yeah fixtures look good their form looks good um, I'm bringing in Lukaku this week and I'm seriously tempted to captain him as well I, I had him earlier in the season and he, he did a really good job for me which to be fair he had to because he absolutely trolled me at the back end of last season so yes, double game yeah, weeks yeah. Um, which yeah, I'm sure I wasn't the only one but um, yeah all, all is forgiven I, uh, I think he's a great player and I, I really enjoy watching him play as well so yeah, him, Morales, Barkley, I think it looks good. You got Coleman and Baines going down um, the wings. I bought in Baines this week. It didn't quite work out. I think in retrospect, I probably should have gone with Coleman, given he's a bit more advanced over at the pitch. But I was, I think, I was seduced by Baines's uh, free kick and penalties. Yeah, um, which yeah might come good yet. Who knows? But yeah, I, I think you know, cons- considering what's going to be happening, as you know. But the potential for a, there's potential for a lot of blanks in game week 28. Just looking a bit further forward, and yeah. if if Everton, yeah, with their with their fixtures, with their form, uh, and with a guarantee that they're going to have a game in that time, I, I've got no problem bringing in two of their players, maybe even three in the next few weeks. Yeah, I've still got a, I've still got Funes Mori who I brought in this week. I didn't play him this week, but it, I've kind mm. of got next week in mind, so he'll be starting for me then. Yeah, um, just just a quick one on your notes about the six teams which will guarantee to be playing in game week twenty six and game week twenty eight. They are Bournemouth, West Ham, Everton, West Brom, Hull, and Swansea. So think about that when you are bringing in transfers and when you're thinking about uh, transferring players out obviously you've got the FA Cup games which need to go ahead to actually schedule these game week 28 fixtures and a lot of them you do see most of the premiership teams going through obviously you're not going to know until they actually play them but you can see that there's only going to be six teams in this game week so kind of think about that when you're doing your transfers some uh, very good advice as usual from you there Iceman Iceman, have you got anything more to say on this one? Just a quick one on Bournemouth, really. A lot of people do have Stanislaus, and we had a few questions from Twitter and, and Facebook. One from Shahil just saying, keep hold of Stanislaus or not, given he has no blanks but has poor returns. And also Roger Cabral is saying, is it time to drop Stanislaus? So um, I, I looked had a quick look at the stats, and he has only had two attempts on goal in the last game, not creating any chances. And only only six penalty area touches in the last four. So it's not looking good for him. But again, you've got those... He's not blanking in those two game weeks. So is it worth holding on to him? What, what do you guys reckon? What do you reckon, Peter? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've got him in my side. Mm. Uh, and I'm not, not looking at taking him out. I, I do, again, one eye, one eye on those, those blanks at the moment because he's, he's definitely going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, he does have penalties as well. How often that comes up in a season is you know uh, negligible. But... Yeah, I think Bournemouth, Bournemouth are slightly frustrating um, in that yeah they can get forward and they can score goals, but yeah, their front two, especially, have got uh, Benikafobi and uh, Callum Wilson, neither one of them seems to want to nail down a place. And if you look beyond them, Stanislas seems to be the best option going forward. Um, I, yeah, you're right, he's not he's not performing maybe as, as well as he should do at the moment, but he's definitely got potential. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping him. He's my fourth midfielder at the moment. I think if you're in a position where you can get him as your fifth midfielder, then definitely keep him. 
the fourth material is a bit more risky, but I'm I'm probably going to stick with it for the moment. Yeah, okay. If I did have him, I would probably keep him as well. I don't have him at the moment, but yeah, that would be my advice. Billy, would you if if you had him? I think I'd keep hold of him. Like you say, he's, he provides the most consistent attacking threat for Bournemouth, and he's been doing it fairly consistently this season, so I'd probably stick with him for now. Yeah, okay. We are united in that one. Well, like I said, let's move on to the red half of the Mersey then. So Hull City versus Liverpool. Hull getting a great draw tonight at Old Trafford. What a result that is for them. Yeah, That should give them some real confidence. I mean, Hull have lost Snodgrass now. They've, their, team is, their squad is really threadbare, and yet suddenly they're starting to grind out a few results. Having said that, I'm still not really drawn to them as far as FPL goes. And then we have Liverpool. So drawing against Chelsea. The wheels have come off a little bit, and they haven't performed that well in January. Peter, what are your thoughts on this tie? I think well first with Hull they definitely don't look pushovers uh, anymore like uh, like they were threatening to earlier yeah. in the season I think um, Silva's come in and done uh, a very good job at uh, tightening them up you're right it's a great point uh, for them tonight because um, especially I think earlier in the season I think game week three or four they were completely mugged off by Man United uh, with like a 94th minute winner wasn't it uh, so I'm, I'm pretty pleased for them that they've, uh, they've managed to pull this one out of the bag Looking a bit further ahead, though, the next game is against Liverpool. After that, they've got Arsenal. So, yeah, I'm not too excited about bringing any whole players in just yet. It's not going to get any easier for them. Um, they're still, I think they're still bottom of the league, and it may be after those two games they're getting further cut adrift. And what happens then after they've lost Snodgrass? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. But yeah, it's it's not looking as it's not looking as bleak as it was for them maybe a month ago. On to Liverpool. I think yeah, you're right. They have certainly gone off the boil and there's definitely a spark been lost somewhere but Coutinho's back Mane's back and you know they were really firing earlier in the season when they had those three up front with Firmino in the false nine position uh, Lallana was back in midfield and they were they were looking really good and they haven't had those they haven't had that first team playing together for quite a while now so you know like I said Mane's back he, he apparently looks a bit knackered when he came on um, you know, last yeah, night did. but uh Give, give them another game or so. You know, it's possible they can rediscover that form. Of course, you know, earlier in the season there was full of optimism and hope and joy that it was going to be their season and that, but now they're out of two-cup competitions, probably out of the title race. Are they just going to go on to autopilot? How much is Jurgen Klopp annoyed that they haven't managed to bring in too many players in the uh, transfer window? Um, we'll wait and see. But for my money, Firmino's still a great option. I think he, yeah, especially in the false nine uh, position, he absolutely trolled me earlier in the season and I uh, rage transferred him out one day <laughs> slightly regressing that now actually I think if I if I had him I'd be looking to keep hold of him for a while another name just to shout out there actually is um, Lovren at the back not everybody's cup of tea but um, interesting stats or earlier he's had six shots in the last four yeah, games yeah I was going to say he gets loads of shots it's just hits him from distance as well so yeah I mean yeah, look at, looking at that their fixtures obviously they've got Hull Tottenham I wouldn't fancy a clean sheet there but then they've got Leicester after that clean sheet potential there they've got Burnley at home a couple of weeks after that provided that game's not blanked um, so yeah there's there's, there's potential for Liverpool uh, defence but in amongst all that they've got Tottenham Arsenal Man City so yeah they, uh, they've got a good fixture every other game at the moment um, he, yeah I do think that now that Liverpool are all, out all the caps, got no European football to play, they're going to put their best team out every game now, aren't they? So 
Mm. I think they're going to start now. Now that Mane's back, Coutinho's back. I do think they're going to improve, and I think they're going to be more of an asset as as we go through these weeks. I think they'll probably go to Hull and actually annihilate them because they're probably fired up and just want to win. They got Mane back. I do think he's probably going to uh, start this next game, and uh, I can probably see him scoring. He is an option that people are thinking about bringing in, and if I had the cash, I, I might well do as well. Um, yeah. It does look like he probably could get a goal in this game, but get, going to Hull itself, if they are, you know, shutting down teams and stopping teams from playing, which you could see that against Chelsea, that before Mason went off, they looked really tight. And Maguire, I gave him a shout last week. Loads of shots on goal. Yeah, uh, it just seems to shoot from anywhere. But Maguire just—he might be a good option. He's only four point four, and if you're looking for like that cheap defender, maybe someone from Hull might be an option. Obviously, they've got Liverpool and Arsenal in the next two, so maybe not quite yet, but then their fixture list going forward up until the end of the season isn't bad and could be a nice bench holder for some FPL managers out there. I suppose the question is how, how far adrift are they by the time that rolls around? Um, if they're still at the bottom, if you know teams like Palace start picking up points and yeah. uh, pushing them, if, if, if they're, you know, once, once you reach game, it's 26, 27, if they're 8, 9, 10... 11 points off the uh, off the pace uh, it could be a long way back from them then but but I, I, I agree I think there's definite um, there's definite potential in there and like I say they, they look a much sturdier unit than they did before so in defence there's, there's definite options there I think so we're thinking more defensive uh, from a whole perspective in this one well looking at uh, two teams really hanging around the uh, the middle of the table this season perhaps we'd expect a little bit more of both of them but occupying 11th and 12th as of tonight, we have Southampton versus West Ham. So this is as true a uh, mid, mid-game, mid-table fixture gets. So first of all, the Saints. If we think about them, Peter, any any love for them at the moment? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they've had uh, their team decimated, haven't they? Once yeah, again. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the, the centre backs have um, they, they look significantly weaker now with uh, Fonte gone, Van Dijk's uh, in, injured as well. Uh, I've got Cedric in my team. And I'm pretty happy about that because he gets forward um, an awful lot. But yes. you know, the the other thing they've got the uh, they've got the cup final coming up. Um, so the next two fixtures look good. They've got West Ham and they've got Sunderland. After that, they've got they've got the blank in uh, the blank in twenty six. And I don't know how much they're going to be focused on that cup final. And I don't know if they then also get a blank in uh, game week twenty eight as well. It's it suddenly makes them. Uh, I think if if you've got a player from there, maybe keep them for the moment. Uh, certainly for the next two games. But I'm not looking to bring anybody in uh, from Southampton at the moment. To be honest. Interesting, Iceman. What about Saints for you? Um, yeah. Still those cheap defenders which I'm looking at with yeah. uh Stevens last Stevens, week. yeah. He still he played again. Obviously they lost two one, might be due to the partnership between Yoshida and Stevens, but Yoshida's still playing four point two and Stevens four mil. You know, if you're looking for uh, a cheap defender, maybe go to them. They they are quite a strong team. They did hold Liverpool at Anfield, so They've got the potential to do it, so I can see those options being viable. Uh, they, they just they did play two games before this game. I did mention that last week. Yeah. So some of their players might have been tired. Uh, I know they, they didn't play both games. Every single player didn't play both games, but you know, it still does uh, tie you out. They must have had at least the core of their team playing. So that could be a good excuse of why they didn't play well. 
going forward they've got Sunderland the game after so yeah I'm, I am thinking about either Stevens or Yoshida at the moment but I'm thinking about loads of players at the moment so <laughs> I just can't decide your mind is divided right now yeah unfortunately I haven't got a lot of love for Saints I think when you take out such a key player as it is only one player but he brings so much to the team and you know having a leader in the centre of your defence is so important so I I would question whether Saints are going to have the same quality at the back moving forward. With That will be seen shortly. But West Ham, again, teasing us with the form of Andy Carroll recently and all of a sudden going and get battered against Manchester City looking very poor tonight. So, again, I, I'm completely at a, at a loss as to what to do um, about them. I think Antonio occupied a more central role behind the uh, the front man, possibly trying to find the next Payet. Peter, how, how are you feeling about West Ham since the loss of Payet? I think it's probably good for morale. I think you know, rumours coming out from the dressing room is that a lot of players you know, wanted him to go if he was having uh, having that kind of attitude uh, of a detrimental impact. I think uh, Simon Snodgrass also is um, could certainly take over, so yeah, take on some of that burden uh, left left by Pai. Um, Snodgrass is definitely one I'm going to be looking at and keeping an eye on. Um, I know they've got battered by Man City, but it's not the first time they've done that this season. This seems, yeah, I know. I know it's strange to call Man City a bogey team considering how you know, how big they are, but yeah, they, yeah. they do seem to have West Ham's number somewhat. But I don't. I don't think that would stop me in, investing in West Ham though. Um, at this point, uh, Andy Carroll is. You know, I'd say if I can keep him fit, he's definitely an option. Because, uh, look, look at a really interesting stat actually that uh, West Ham are in the last four game weeks, which is really since Carroll's been doing pretty well, they're top for uh, cross-completion stats, which I thought interesting. was interesting. Uh, second was Stoke with Peter Crouch up front. Mm. So, yeah, it's the, the, the big man scenario. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from West Ham. I think Carroll, Carroll looks really good. I think uh, Snodgrass is definitely an option. Antonio is, is always an FPL option um, and, and definitely has potential. I think their fixtures look pretty good as well. And um, I was just, just on on those two things there, on those crossing stats. Uh, where do Arsenal feature with the big man Giroud up front? That's a good question. Give me a second. Arsenal reasonably low down actually. Although to be fair, I mean, yeah, we're talking about percentages here. So Arsenal at nineteen percent cross completion at the moment. So it's seven from bottom, I think. And and to be fair, the uh, the only player in the Arsenal team I would say has a decent cross is probably Sanchez at the moment. So that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Uh, just a word on Snodgrass as well. I agree. I actually think the the, the coming games. He only played um, around sort of twenty five minutes uh, against City, so he didn't get a really a fair crack of the whip. But obviously, Saints away next, then West Brom at home, Watford away, then they face Chelsea. But after that, Bournemouth, Leicester, and Hull. It, it's not a bad run of games for West Ham. And actually, Snodgrass at only five point seven million for a player that I think it's only a matter of time before he lodges himself in the starting eleven. Um, I think is actually quite a good value. So I'm going to be keeping my eye on him as well. There's a bit of creativity with Lanzini as well. Um, yeah. He's always a player yeah. I like. Uh, he never quite delivers on FPL terms, but um, he's, he's always somebody I keep an eye on. Starting in that number 10 now, and with West Ham, they're playing in the blank game week. So yeah. that's, you've got to think, think about that as well. And I am actually thinking about bringing Lanzini in for Rodriguez, who was injured this week. So I'm thinking about... Or just one of the West Ham players, maybe even Antonio. I'll, I'll check out the stats because um, probably watch the game and see uh, see how they actually did against City to see whether it was just domination because it looks like it was. It was seventy percent to 
30% possession, so it looks like they were just dominated by them. But I'll, I'll check it out, and then that'll probably make my decision whether to bring in one of those. Let's buy the data, as always, Iceman. Um, well, leading with that, Iceman, I'm going to uh, let you talk about Watford versus Burnley. I know you're going to have a few things to say about Watford. Uh, you'll be very happy with their performance over the weekend. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, well, I'm not going to talk about it, am I? So. <laughs> yeah, Watford are great. Yeah, great team. Yeah, love Watford, especially <laughs> especially in the first half of games. They really did do a number on Arsenal. They just beat them in the first half and then shut up shop and then Arsenal just didn't have any uh, answers to the questions, unfortunately. Um, I can't see any options from them, really, from Watford. I've just taken out Capri, who, uh, who's got a nice assist and actually played right in the first half. Not too great in the second, but yeah, there's there's not anything you actually want to bring into your team there. Obviously, Burnley, you're looking at the same same players and Heaton. Even Keane, who got a nice 12 points this week. I was going to say, Keane becoming um, a little bit more perhaps of a... Certainly when they're at home, a little bit more of my thinking. He's 4.9 million, so uh, again... Not to the point at which I'm going to jump on him straight away. I want to see them pick up their clean sheet form away from home before I did that. But again, a consistent player, consistent sort of scorer throughout the season. So not a bad option. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were on the uh, grey bus and uh, he obviously blanked in the last game. But um, I can still see him being a good option, but just not one that I would bring in. If you're you're going to bring in someone like grey, you need to have that third striker price bracket which you're working between quite a few options there though certainly got to work with i think God. sorry no i was about to say with uh with, with burnley their their away form's terrible and do you remember earlier in the season when uh when anfield was being redeveloped and liverpool played their first few games away and one of the fixtures they twisted around was uh burnley's uh well that's coming home to roost now because burnley between game weeks 24 and 29 have got five out of six games away from home and they're dreadful away from home and the home games against chelsea so um yeah, just just a just a word of caution there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 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 not I'm not gonna not gonna jump on Burnley just yet. I don't think uh, with, with by the look of that. Can I can I just sing Tom Heaton's praises just once more? I of course, uh, if you have to. So he's just surpassed Thibaut Courtois in terms of goal, goalkeeping standing in bonus points this season. He's uh, he's on 18. Sorry, I, I said 17 earlier in the pod. So he's broken the uh, the FPL record. His 99 saves that he's on at the moment. He's on 15 more. Than, than Ben Foster. So actually, as a keeper, Tom Heaton is absolutely top draw. Another nine points for us this week. He he may well become a season keeper for me, a bit like McCauley. Players I wouldn't have thought of when uh, I first picked them at the start of the season, but they, they've come into my team and they've just stayed there. I think if you're wild carding, so if you haven't done that yet, I wouldn't waste the transfer on just bringing in Heaton. But if you wild card and you shuffle and you want a, perhaps a cheaper keeper or a mid-price keeper... Um, Heaton's absolutely the one to go to at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Reluctantly. Can I? Can I also just put a shout out for uh, Robbie Brady, who came into uh, Birmingham uh, yeah. uh, yes, yesterday? Knowledge, He's yeah, yeah re- really good, uh, really good crosser of the ball. Takes a really good free kick as well. Uh, he's listed as a midfielder at five point five. Uh, if he was a defender, which he could have been, because I looked at the who scored um, stats for him earlier. He, he, yeah, he'd basically been playing uh, this season half half in midfield and half in defence. If he'd been listed as a defender, he would have been absolute gold. But uh, even so, at 5.5 in midfield, he's, he's probably still worth keeping an eye on. 
Yeah, I, he's, been, he's been really good in FPL in previous years, actually. I yeah. do remember when, he's, when he was on loan from United at first and then uh, previous seasons at Norwich, he has looked really good. And international level as well, actually, at the Euros, he looked good for Ireland. So, yeah, I agree with you completely. Let's keep our eye on him and see what happens with uh, with Brady. Just, just a quick shout on Joey Barton. Got a full 90 minutes this game, scoring three points. 4.5 million. What do you reckon, nice man? Yeah, yeah, why not? You're not going to pick him, are you? No. No, I'll leave that one to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, the Iceman called him a few weeks ago sort of flippantly and he went and scored. So it's a, <laughs> it's been a bit of an ongoing theme. Speaking of ongoing theme, West Bromwich Albion, we've spoken about a lot this season. I've certainly been a fan of them from front to back, I would say, which is probably the opposite to, to anywhere we would have been with them in uh, in previous years. They've got a home fixture coming up. This is the last three o'clock game on Saturday the 4th. They're playing against Stoke. Stoke, of course, drawing with Everton tonight. Peter, if I come to you first on this one, is there anyone that you you would call from this fixture? Uh, Yeah, I suppose. I think the obvious one is Chris Brunt. Um, Basically basically playing as a left winger, um, even further forward than that as well, listed as defender. I don't think that's news to anybody who... Um, you know, anybody takes FPL seriously, but yeah, he's, he's definitely one to look at, and one I would you know, very much like to have in my side. Three of West Brom's next four games are at home as well, and um, include you know, West Ham, who has evidence tonight can leak goals. Bournemouth, we've already talked about, leak a lot of goals. Palace can leak goals as well. So yeah, I mean, go, going forward, they they are they have potential to be. Um, quite exciting going forward and there's players like Matt Phillips um, Nasser Chadley who could be um, really good options um, I've got Solomon Rondon in my side and um, he's, he's useless I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can't I can't quite believe just how poor he's been I, I bought him in with this run of fixtures in mind thinking yeah this, this would be great he scored a hat-trick a few weeks ago he's done you know, no, no goal in the last seven he's only had one shot on target in the last four yeah, I can't get and I can't get rid of him because it, he's one of those, he's from one of those teams that are guaranteed not to have a blank. And so he's going to play in game week twenty six against Bournemouth. He's going to play in game week twenty eight against Everton, and he's got some decent fixtures um, around those as well. But he, I really hope he starts doing something soon because he's um, he's, he's incredibly frustrating to own. <laughs> He's one of those players, isn't he, that if you go and watch him, if you're a fan, he works so hard. He like he holds up the ball. He's direct striker but he just doesn't score yeah. enough points in FPL he did did you put him in when he had that little purple patch no no it was after that um it was a, it was a couple of weeks after he got his hat trick and I, I I can't remember which game I watched but I I, I caught half of their game one uh, one Saturday so I thought I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check in and have a look at him because he, he looks he looks decent um he looks like he could be a decent prospect and, and he did look really good so you're right he's he's an excellent player uh, strong puts himself about. You know, it seemed to be at the heart of everything they were doing, but he just can't seem to convert those into points at the moment. That's um, it's frustrating. And you know, further back from him as well, you've got Chadley and Phillips who haven't, you know, aren't quite as consistent maybe as uh, maybe we thought they would. And I know Phillips had a bit of a purple patch, but he hasn't quite done it. Funnily enough, their most consistent player at the moment seems to be Darren Fletcher, who's um, you know, scored and got an assist in the last couple of games. But I did uh, see him creeping up in the stats recently, and also in terms of his uh, well points provision as well. So possibly a cheap option in midfield. Iceman, yeah. any thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, just the same same crowd we normally shout for West Brom. But I am actually going to give a big shout out to Ben Foster. 20 saves over the same go on, uh, you, you go you go for me oh sorry 20 saves over the last four game weeks and 
Fixture's coming up, looking good. Yeah, he's always been a really good keeper, Ben Foster. He's an England keeper, and with with these fixtures coming up, I can see a load of clean sheets coming up. He does make a load of saves as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about bringing him in. I've still got Pickford, so thinking about transferring him out, although he might be back soon. If not, he might come out and I might bring Foster in because Middlesbrough have got some tough fixtures coming up. And, uh, yeah, not keeping a clean sheet recently either. I've got Valdez. Interesting. Okay. Stoke City, can you guys give me anyone from them? I, get, I put this as an open question because I sense that there may not be anything coming here, but any thoughts? Peter Crouch hit 100, yeah. didn't he? H- how, is, how is Peter Crouch still in the conversation yeah. in, in 2017? <laughs> um, <laughs> Berahino came on, though. Um, so, I don't know whether P- Peter Crouch's position is yeah, at, at jeopardy there. But yeah, hitting 100, well done to him. Yeah, definitely. Just goes to show a tall man can uh, certainly last longer in the Premier League. But I'm never bringing him in. <laughs> but no one's bringing him in. I know, I know our, our former pundit, Woodsy, some of you may remember Woodsy when he used to be on the podcast a long time ago before he stopped turning up for our, <laughs> our sessions. But he he, um, he had crouched for a while. So it's interesting to see if he's uh, kept the faith in him. I think you're right. It's amazing that he's got to 100 goals. He's the sort of strike you wouldn't have thought would be that prolific. But... Um, yeah, fantastic effort from him. Other than that, though, Stoke got rid of Boyan in the uh, in the January transfer window. I, I can't really shout, but even Arnautovic really has gone off the boil for me now. Joe Allen. <laughs> is, is that is that genuine or is we, that, we, is that we're just shouting? Not genuine at all. Ricardo Fuller. Ricardo Fuller. I think Joe, Joe Allen sort of made himself like an FPL legend for you know. Literally about six game weeks. Yes, it's, it did. Uh, yeah. it's quite. It's quite. We go down in folklore for that. A bit like a Kapua as earlier in the season. It's just come in that Phil Jones actually had an injury in the last game. That's why. I yeah, really. That's that's why he went off after fifty four minutes and got me yeah. one. Oh, so, no, um, nothing serious though. So hopefully he'll be all right in a few days. He says. I know you know. He was on for three bonus points at half time. I, oh, I, I noted. Yeah, um, and I think he got two in the last game as well. So. This isn't helping at all. Yeah, it's not. Is it? <laughs> Sorry about that. No, no, not at all. I think uh, <laughs> uh, I've got some transfers to do, haven't I? Okay, well, that's uh, wonderful breaking news. Well, let's move on to uh, the white half of North London. Spurs taking on Middlesbrough at home. Spurs, you know, slipping up again in the midweek fixtures, although I fancy them to get back on course in this one. And actually, I think Harry Kane is a viable option as captain. I know many people have fallen foul of that in the last few game weeks but I, I do fancy him to notch in this one. Iceman any thoughts on this fixture? Yeah no I, I totally agree with that they hammered the door of Sunderland down but they just couldn't get through I do think though it's going to happen here and I do think if you've got a Spurs player yeah it's definitely a captain consideration they'll be at home uh, obviously they played away in the last game didn't quite cut it but yeah they're going to be after some blood now and unfortunately Middlesbrough are going to be victims of that and yeah I'm, I'm thinking about keeping the captain seat on Kane I know you know a lot of people have been hurt by him especially with the games he played against Burnley and uh, I can't remember who else it was but it was he, yeah it was Hull uh, he blanked in those two but I can see him scoring here Middlesbrough as you said they seem to be letting in a few goals now Ali Eriksson gamble captain on them I would if I had them yeah I've got Ali in my team I won't be skippering him but he'll certainly be playing that's for sure what about you Peter how do you feel about this tie uh, yeah, I, I, I can't really uh, add too much more uh, other than to say, yeah, uh, all in on Spurs on this one. I think, um, I agree with everything that's been said. I think Middlesbrough are 
they kept a few clean sheets recently, and I think that did um, maybe give them a bit of a false positive from a defensive perspective. But um, they concede, you know, what Opta determined to be big chances. They've conceded seven in the last four games, which is actually quite a lot. Um, 51 goal attempts in that time of varying degrees of quality. So, yeah, defensively they're susceptible. Um, going forward as well, they've only created uh, seven shots on target in the last four. Yeah, there's there's some players who've got more than that. So, yeah, if if we're imagining Spurs are going to be you know swarming all over them in the, in the way that Spurs do, as uh, definitely cheap potential as well. So, very renegade shout for a captaincy. Look at Kyle Walker possibly. But, um, yeah, he got an attempt on goal in the last game as well. Yeah, so yeah, I, 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 if I had Kane, I'd, well, I, I say I'd put him as captain. I'm, I'm never captaining him again after what he did to me earlier in the season. But <laughs> uh, I've got Deli Ali, and he's certainly a consideration for captain this season, uh, got, this this week. But. I've got to say, I feel very unfortunate for people who have just brought in Rose. Uh, I, have, uh, yeah. I have a friend who I speak to, uh, he lives in Australia, called Brett Donahue. He literally just brought him in, and <laughs> he gets injured straight away. Do we know how long he's out for? Has that been revealed? Uh, no, it was like a knee injury or something. Um, it's another, it's another bendinary shout to check with him. See how he's yeah, interesting. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that again as well about uh, Borough. I think they got a little run of clean, uh, of clean sheets for a while. Although I do think they can. I'm not so confident in the game against Spurs, but I do think moving forward, if you if you banked on a Middlesbrough defender, maybe keep them benched. Don't waste the transfer and uh, possibly keep them in mind for, for future fixtures. So this takes us on to the Sunday games. Both Manchester City, uh, sorry, both Manchester sides, I should say, rather, in action. So first of all, we've got City versus Swansea. Swansea doing some exciting business in the transfer window. Um, having IU withdrawal symptoms and bringing in his brother from Villa. So we've <laughs> yeah. got Andre to Jordan. To both were pretty good in the French League when they played there. So, you know, I don't think either should be playing in the Championship. Having said that, City have absolutely steamrolled West Ham tonight. I think that the name on everyone's lips, and uh, he is the main player going up, is uh, is Gabriel. So, Iceman, what were your thoughts on him? Yeah, obviously, he looks very decent and very seems, to be, seems to be pushing Aguero out of the team. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Again, it's a pep team. He seems to rotate wherever. I had KDB. He got rotated at one point when he was in my team. I've got Aguero at the moment. He's probably going to get rotated. I did really want to keep Aguero for this game so that I could captain him. Now I can't trust that. It's uh, so I'm going to have to keep. I'm going to have to go Kane this week, which is you would never say that. You would always be captain Aguero against a weaker no. team in the bottom three, bottom four. But that's just not going to happen. I just you know you can't trust what what uh, Pep's going to do. And if you do have Aguero, it is a big decision whether you're going to take him out. Would would you guys have taken him out if uh, if you've got him? I think I would. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I would at this point. He's lost penalties um, to Torre by the looks of things. You're right about the rotation, uh, and like I said, they've, they've brought in Gabriel now, and yeah, he. I, I haven't seen the game. I haven't seen any highlights from tonight, but you know he started and they absolutely bludgeoned West Ham. I don't know. Aguero obviously is a class striker, and he's going to score goals between now and the rest of the, and the end of the season. But you know, is it is it worth the price tag? Really? Well, Gabriel Gabriel was nine million, and actually, I've been keeping a track on his um, on his rise since we started the podcast. 
He was at 14,000 people have put him in before we started recording. He's now up to 18, nearly 18,500. So <laughs> the rate of transfer in is quite reactionary. If nothing else, if you're someone that chases value, he would be the one to get in, I think, this week, if you can. I, I probably wouldn't double up on him and Aguero. I think you would make a decision. But at this point in time, with the form of the, the higher-priced midfielders and, and other strikers in the league, I, I probably would actually bin Aguero for the time being and invest my money elsewhere. I mean, the only thing is, if you've got more, if you've got pressing things elsewhere, just say, like, I've got Rod- Rodriguez, so he's he's a concern for me. I've also got Aguero, <laughs> another concern. So it's, which option do I take? Do I, do I move? To, do I take a... A hit here, or like it's it's difficult for people who are, who actually got things to do elsewhere, like myself, whether to get rid of him or not. I mean, he, I could keep him, and then he get like two goals. Like it's it's very tough. I mean, he will be coming out my team eventually, but it's whether to do it now or or wait another week. It's very probable he's going to get two goals as well at some point. <laughs> That's the other thing, isn't it? Mm. You, you know, I mean, they've got you know, Swansea uh, coming up and they've got Bournemouth after that. And Sunderland, yeah. And then Sunderland after yeah. that as well. So you so. can't get better fixtures, really, can you? Yeah, I, I take it back, keep them in your side. For the time. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you're, yeah, as, I, you're as bad as me, can't decide at all. It's just... Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't have him, and it's, it's not even entering my thinking to bring him in at the moment. Um, primarily, I suppose we got, you know, can't really afford to. You know, it, it would involve a bit of a rearrange, I think, in order to get him in. But it, no yeah, if, if if I had him, it, it would definitely be definitely be a decision. And you're right, if you've got bigger problems elsewhere, maybe maybe do it. But there again, if if Pep has decided that he's he's on his way, and um, Gabriel starts the next game as well, and Aguero's on the bench, then. Get rid of them as quickly as you can, I think, at that point. But it might be, it might be a case of too. I'm just going to throw a stat at you here. So of the 23 games that Man City have played in the Premier League this season, think about this compared to previous seasons with Kun Aguero as best. 16 of them, Aguero either hasn't featured or scored two points or less. Huh. So actually, if you think about it, there's only seven games where he's come up trumps with, with something this season. And we're talking three quarters of the way through the season. That is just unheard of. From Sergio Aguero. To be fair, he was banned for violent conduct for seven games. So. And th- th- this is what I mean. So, you, yeah. in terms of him, you know, actually playing, you know, it's that much less than previous seasons. So, um, I guess Aguero has been very frustrated this season. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, th- I think on on Man City, just to, um, we're, we're talking about the rotation. We're not sure if he's going to start. One player who does seem to have nailed down a you know, position under Guardiola. Is, um, is Sterling? He's he got two assists tonight. He's now got seven assists in his last eight games, and he's not being rotated. Um, I think that's pretty impressive, to be honest. Um, I've got him in my side, and he's he's like the one shining light I've got at the moment. I think and, uh, it's really impressive stats there. I think that's a great show. He started the season with an absolute bang after the European Championships. He then kind of hit a bit of a dip, and the, the Boo Boys were out, and then all of a sudden he's he's kind of back again, isn't he? Like you say, that that is a great return from Sterling. Yeah, and if if you consider, like I say, we've got Gabriel, we've got Sane, uh, De Bruyne, um, Silva, Nolito. There's so many options there, and you know they all seem to be getting rotated. But he's he's the one who isn't. And if you said to me at the start of the season, which player is Pep Guardiola going to trust the most? I wouldn't have put Sterling up there, but he does seem to have nailed down that. Um, he does seem to have got the trust of um, of Guardiola, which is um, definitely worth keeping an eye on. Okay, so anyone from Swansea, chaps. I, I I watched the game against um, Southampton last night, so I just wanted to see if Swansea had to turn a corner. Had to turn a corner, and they still look a bit suspect at the back. But 
they were playing with a lot more energy and they looked um, they did look a lot better than they have done in recent times so Sigurdsson's obviously an option um, he's always an option uh, admittedly I've only seen half hour of him but um, Narsing when he came off the bench yeah, obviously being eased in slowly five and a half million midfielder he looked really good very direct really good touch um, played with a lot of pace uh, got an assist he's he's one who from the breakout from the uh, uh, from the January transfers um, he, he could have quite a big second half of the season uh, uh, potentially and Swansea another team which will be playing both uh, 26 and 28 so that's, that's why true. that's why I brought in uh, Tom Carroll for 4.2 yeah Tom Carroll as well he's um, a very good player Absolutely. I think we shouted him last week, actually. I think he, he offers great value, Tom Carroll. Well, let's move on to the final game of the uh, the Sunday fixtures. So we've got Leicester versus Man United and Leicester well and truly in trouble. If, uh, if fixtures don't go their way this weekend, they could well end up in the bottom three, playing against the Manchester United side that were frustrated against Hull. So for all of the attacking talent in Vardy, in Slimani, Mares, Ibrahimovic, Pogba, all the big money players on show. To be honest, there isn't anyone that I'm actually drawn to specifically in this game. What do you think, Iceman? Well, they've got a, a Garden of Green coming up, quite a big one. It's mainly in defence, really. But with Jones coming off and maybe being injured, looking to lots of maybe Val- Valencia and De Gea. The only thing is they will be blanking in two game weeks, so I'm staying away from United altogether. I'm, I think I'm going to hold Zatan for now. Obviously, until the game weeks come, I just see if I've got enough players, then I might get rid of them then. But yeah, I'm staying away from United altogether at the moment. Uh, obviously, with, with Leicester, no one wants any Leicester players at the moment, surely. I mean, I don't think so. It's um, they're fully off the boil. I can't make any case for them defensively, or unfortunately, even my my old mate Jamie Vardy. He's not actually my mate, but <laughs> the man who used to give me a party every weekend isn't really offering anything. Peter, do you like Leicester in any way at the moment? No, not at all. Um, they <laughs> they haven't scored in four games. I think. Am I right in that? They conceded twenty four shots against Burnley last night. I mean, it's against Burnley. They, yeah, no, nobody conceded twenty four shots against Burnley. So. Yeah, I'd argue they're the weakest team in the division at the moment, based on form alone. And yeah, I'm not going anywhere near them. It does open up options for you know for, for Man United. Ibrahimovic is the obvious one. You mentioned Valencia already. I'd, I'd second that and say he's, um, he's he's a really good shout. I think Man United, their fixtures do look good for the next. Well, certainly the next you know, three game weeks when they're playing, they've got Leicester, Watford, and Bournemouth too, which are at home. So. If you, I don't know, if you don't have Ibrahimovic, it might be worth bringing him in. I've got him, and I'm going to hold him, and I'm going to hold him through game week 26 as well. I think. I'm not sure there's many other options going forward, but yeah, I think if you haven't got some kind of Man United attacking or defensive coverage against Leicester, it might be an opportunity lost because I can see them winning that game by two or three goals. Yeah, the, the points are there for Mourinho's side this week, so let's see how they get on. Yeah. That brings us to the end of the fixtures. Iceman, do you, uh, you want to take us through any social media questions? Before I do, I'm just going to uh, pop away to the little girls' room. You go ahead, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Well, we 
welcome the Iceman back. We move on to picking our captain's choices for the coming week. So if you've been shouted already, um, I always wait till last, so I'm going to kick us off on this. My man for this week, I think I'm going to go with Harry Kane against Middlesbrough. 5.30 kickoff. Um, I, I fancy a bit of a haul from him this week. And when Harry fires, Harry fires. So Harry would be my shout. Um, from one Peter to another, who do you fancy for this week? Probably Lukaku. He's going to be he's going to be my transfer in uh, for Giroud, which is, as as I said earlier, and yeah, I, I quite like the look of him. Um, I'm not quite at the stage yet where I'm willing to go completely rogue with my captains in order to make up places. If I was going to, uh, as I mentioned, Sterling, I think might be an option uh, I'd look at, but I'm probably going to stick with Lukaku. I'm going to take the coward's way out for the moment. So tempting, Lukaku. Just, yeah, um, it, I may well have a change of heart last minute, but I just can't. Tr- <laughs> I can trust him enough to play him, but to put my my big chip on him is always difficult. So I think to be to be fair, if I had Harry Kane, um, and if I was looking at bringing him in, I probably would capture him as well for this week. Interesting, Iceman. Yeah, Harry Kane, no question. Oh, well, that's clear cut. <laughs> it's just, I just, I, I need to, I need him to score me some points. I really do, especially after this week, considering I had such a dire week. He needs to repay me, and this is his week. Come on, Harry, it's your time to shine now. Come on. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of our captain's choices. Let's see what you've had to uh, say to us on social media. Yep. So FPL transfer tips says how many players should a manager plan to field in game week 28? A game week where 14 teams are likely to bank a blank. Is it five or six a fair number? What do you reckon, Bully? You go first. So how many players to play? I mean, realistically, um, these are all teams that I barely have a single player for. So, and it's at the same time though it's not something I want to use my wild card for I'd rather save that when all the big boys are out to play in their double game weeks so to be fair if I get eight or nine on the pitch I'll probably be quite happy with that yeah I I mean like looking at my team I've got six at the moment I'm probably going to bring in one more from those six teams which we named earlier and I'm looking at either six or seven probably what about you Peter you the same yeah, I think I mean, yeah, probably about six or seven. Uh, the, the other thing, I mean, the thing to consider is rather than trying to field eleven in though in, in in that game week is what happens afterwards. Because I mean, I'm in a position where I've got three West Brom players at the moment. I've got Johnny Evans, Darren Fletcher, and Solomon Rondon. So I'm obviously going to hold on to them and and, and utilise them during, during those game weeks. But West Brom in game week 29 and 30, you've got Arsenal and Man United. So it's it's all well and good just bringing those players in and trying to field as many as you can. But you've got to think about what's happening afterwards, and you don't want to weaken your team for the rest of the season uh, okay. just to accommodate just to accommodate them. So there's a balance to be had. Yeah. Um, I. I Five, six, seven. I think anything more than that, especially with the teams that are involved, they they're not they're not the big hitters. They're not yeah. They're not really strong teams. Um, there's a few decent players in there, obviously, but I don't think you want to yeah. Unless you're looking to play any wild card immediately afterwards, um, I, I wouldn't look at trying to get all eleven in. Just try and get a decent balance in there. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's really good advice you're giving as well. We had another question from Harry at. Ah, one, two, one. He said, "Does the Iceman need to see a urologist?" <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Some question. My toddler yeah. has a better bladder. Has better bladder control. Um, Can I just have to come in here? I, I think your toddler probably has better ball control as well. <laughs> oh, cheers, mate. I know you'll hate that because he's actually quite skillful. <laughs> we've been telling that so. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I'll probably just, do. Just to plug this, in the summer, me and the Iceman will be partaking in a beach football tournament, so Very we'll get some footage that. of that and uh, put it up on Twitter for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, look forward to that. Uh, yeah, to answer your question, Harry, I'll probably do, uh, but I do drink a lot of water on the pod. You need to understand, I go through about a whole one of those uh, Brita filter holders, so yeah, quite a lot of water I go through. Otherwise, I can't talk for this long. It's just it's too much. Anyway, moving on. Um, we had another one from Tony Meadows at Tony Meds nineteen sixty three. Uh, with blank game weeks looming, do you have any suggestion for bargain bench picks? I have Carol. I also went Carol Tony. Yeah, this is why I'm starting to look at uh, the teams which you know are playing, but just like bench fodder up until then. So, for example, Carroll, um, players from Bournemouth, I'm probably going to hang on to Francis. You've even got Holgate from Everton. He's he's nice and cheap. Uh, you, know, you could play him on the bench or you could start Hol- Holgate. He's a pretty decent player. Probably no one from Swansea at the back. This always seems to let in a goal. Yeah, even Maguire from Hull, 4.4. Quite a few options in, in those teams, which you could probably just keep on the bench up until that game week. Uh, anyone you guys recommend? I don't think anybody that you haven't already mentioned, to be honest. I'm just, uh, just scanning through the list now. Um, Davis from Everton, potentially, uh, if he if he's, continues to start. Yeah. Maybe even the likes of Frazier from Bournemouth mm. I mean there are quite a few options um, but it's it's taking a punt on, on one or two of them I think uh, Nyon at uh, West Brom potentially yeah he's only 4.4 yeah, no, he's not a bad shout either. Yeah, so there's quite a few options for you there, Tony. Um, we had another one from Hogsrud. He's put Firmino or Mane. The latter worth the extra cash? Question mark. So, if you're going for a Liverpool midfielder, which one would you take out of Firmino or Mane? What about you, Billy? You go first on this one. Uh, if you're going to forward him, I'd say Sadio Mane. Um, he's just been consistent all season long. You can see how much Liverpool have missed him since he's been away. I think he is, he would be the one I'd go for. Yeah, I agree with that. What about you, Peter? Uh, I'd go the other way. I'd go with Firmino. Mm. I think uh, yeah, plays up top uh, in the number nine position, especially when Mane's on the pitch. As I mentioned earlier, they've got that, that front three back together again with um, uh, Firmino, Mane and Coutinho. And that's when uh, Firmino was, was really, really kicking, uh, really firing on all cylinders earlier in the season. So you're right, Mane is definitely um, consistent, but I think uh, Firmino just gets, he'll get more shots off. And I think that's what it's all about, really. Okay, yeah, a little bit of diversity on the pod, like it. So <laughs> we've got another one from Mo Hazari at Real Mojo 8901. He's put best of the deadline day signings for FPL. Gabbiadini, anyone? Anyone, anyone you guys shouting for at least consideration? Well, I think, to be fair, Gabbiadini isn't a bad shout. He's got a decent record in, uh, in Italy. He was, you know... Play for Napoli, wasn't getting the game time, but previously he has been pretty good. So I'll keep my eye on him as a cheaper striker. Um, I think probably Van Aanholt to Palace was was yeah. a pretty decent signing. That was going to be my shout. What about you, Peter? Uh, I'm going to say Robbie Brady again. Yeah, no, yeah, true. Good shouts. Uh, yeah, all ones to consider, Mo. Eddie Hughes is saying, is Kane an FPL troll? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he most very much is. so yeah he's quite a frustrating player to own but he's still got that hat trick in him whenever so still one to hold 
in my opinion. Uh, moving on to Peter Hein Nielsen at PH Chess. He's saying, everyone says save wildcard focus on double game weeks. Huge differential to do the reverse. So he's thinking that uh, everyone's going to be saving their wildcard for all these double game weeks. Maybe he should like use it now just to get one up on everyone else. What do you reckon, Peter? Yeah, I think it's it's, it's definitely definitely a good shout. It really depends on the state of your team currently. I think one one thing I would say is that um, the so the, the messiah in terms of um, double game week planning is uh, Ben Krellin. Uh, I know you yeah. mentioned him last week on the pod as well. The, the work he does is absolutely fantastic around double game weeks, and he was saying, considering the teams that are looking likely to get to the latter stages of the FA Cup. Game week 37 is probably going to be the main double game week. It's going to be a really critical week this season. And that's actually going to be really important because it's right at the end of the season. You can flood your, you can use your wildcard to flood your team with double game week players to maximise the impact. And you don't, let, you don't then get screwed for the rest of the season. I mentioned earlier, you know, planning for 26 and 28, you might leave yourself with a load of substandard players for the rest of the season. If the double game weeks in game week thirty seven, you don't have that problem because, I mean, let's I don't know. I'm just looking at the fixtures now. If you take Chelsea for example, if they have a double game week in game week thirty seven, one of them's against West Brom. After that, they've got Sunderland, and then it's then it's the end of the season. So you can plan a lot better, and you can utilize your double game weeks, uh, utilize a wild card in the double game weeks uh, without it having a detrimental impact on the rest of your season. So. Considering what Ben's been saying about um, game week thirty-seven, I, I'm personally going to wait until uh, until the end of the season. Then, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. But he's got a good point. If he's lagging he does, behind, yeah. if he he wants to try something different, I wouldn't blame him if he does. But yeah, it's just risky. With as you mentioned, like you can probably get a lot of points in those game weeks. Like you, you're looking at near the two hundreds, maybe. Even. Yeah, and I like like I say, it depends on the state of your team right now. I mean, it, if you need to use your wildcard now, do it because there's no point saving it to game week thirty-seven if you happen to be, you know, if you lose an extra hundred points uh, on the mini league rivals around that time, it's just not going to be worth it, you know, because you may not make it back up again. Although I know, I know, I, I talked to Peter a fair bit on um, on Twitter, and I know his team is not in a bad state, so um, yeah, he shouldn't be doing that at all. And <laughs> <laughs> um, Billy, what are your thoughts on that? I, I'm fully. Pl- I pl- well, learning from experience. I played my wild card early last year, thinking exactly that I'll get a nice little boost on the league. Um, it didn't go to plan, and then it got to double game week, and I just fell behind because I didn't have that that advantage of putting in those players that I wanted. So I will definitely be saving mine this year. Yeah. Again, as we said last week, short term rewards aren't always the answer. Yeah, true. Uh, and last couple oh. of questions. Oh, sorry, Carol. Go. Uh, last couple of questions from Raz at Raz Farhad. He's just put, uh, when will Hazard start exploding again? Last time I sold him, he scored five and four. Can't hold him much longer. Or should I just do everyone a favour and sell him again? <laughs> uh, what's your opinion on this, Billy? Because you've got him and you're you're going to hang on to him, aren't you? I am. I mean, if, if you want to sell him and, and jinx him so that you start scoring for me... That would be fine, but uh, I think that the thing that, again, I look for in an FPL player is consistency over time, so no, we haven't had the big scoring game weeks, but again, if he's just going to be someone that notches five or six in the weeks where he's off form and then come up with a big hit every now and again, I'm quite happy to invest in that, so um, I'm pro-Hazard at the moment. Yeah, Peter, your opinion? Uh, I don't I don't have him, uh, I'm not looking to bring him in, but 
their fixtures after the Arsenal game do look pretty good. Um, yeah. I think the, the only thing with Hazard, I think it's just the, the value for money question. It's the same as Aguero. He's going to get you points. Uh, he will he will score, but does, does he justify the price tag? Maybe not. Yeah, I'm a bit indifferent on it. I'm not quite make my mind up. If you've got him, I probably would keep him though. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for Twitter this week. Uh, oh, actually, sorry, we've just had one in. Magnus Westerstrand's put, time for capping defenders. <laughs> it might be. There does seem to be random clean sheets and random defenders scoring quite a few in the last couple of weeks. It's always dangerous, so it's not, you've not got as many re- explosive returns from them. So you just play. it's almost like you're playing boring, but risky. So I wouldn't recommend. You guys? <laughs> Um, I, I agree with you. I think the, the nice shout on Walker earlier, but um, I, I think you have to be a brave man to to captain a defender personally. Yeah, uh, the, the problem with defenders is they get clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, they get clean sheet points, um, but clean sheets are very much a team um, a team metric. So yeah, you can captain Walker, for example, and think yeah, okay, they're home at Middlesbrough, but then if Larice drops across into his own net, suddenly. That's then had a knock-on effect and cost it and cost Walker. So I, I don't think I've ever captained a defender. Not what I can think of anyway. It's just seems seems slightly illogical to me because the explosive potential going forward. It, I suppose it's a little bit arguably it's easy to predict as well. Yeah, great. Yeah, good advice. Um, yeah, that's it for social media this week, Bully. Thanks for all your questions, guys. We do endeavour to try and answer all of them. I hope we have, and I hope we help you in some way. Yeah, thanks so much for all your questions. It does make for an interesting pod, and it's great to interact with the listeners. And thank you for all your support for the podcast. Um, another thousand listen game week for us, so thank you for that. That brings us to the end of the 48th installment of the Fantasy Football Surgery podcast. We are closing in on our half century, very much looking forward to that um i'm just going to give you a few ways of getting in contact with us so you can follow us on our website www.fantasyfootballsurgery.com you can get us on facebook facebook.com forward slash fantasy football surgery you can subscribe subscribe to the podcast on itunes under fantasy football surgery uh please rate the podcast when you do um or just give us a retweet when you're listening so you can also listen to us on soundcloud and iTunes, as I've said, and uh, you can speak to us on Twitter at FF underscore surgery. We'll answer all your questions on there, time permitting, of course. And please join the mini league. So uh, the code is 17603-6718. That's 17603-6718. And I know the Iceman won't let me get away without mentioning our email address. So FF surgery podcast at yahoo.com please send the Iceman love letters and <laughs> give him a pat on the back it was wonderful editing which he continues to do a great job with um speaking of great job peter thank you for joining us this week some really good insight in there we can see why you're popular on twitter great to have you back again in the future yeah thanks Pete. yeah no problem thank you for having me on it's uh, been a lot of fun Iceman, any pearls of wisdom for the coming week um no Okay, well, don't drink too much water. (laughs) I'll try not to. Yes, good stuff. We want to have you back next week. And uh, from me, Burley, thanks for listening, and we look forward to speaking to you in another edition of the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast.
Good, good app. Good app. Power down. Yeah. Well done, Peter. Yeah, strong. Good, thank you. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Enjoyed that one. Yeah, cheers for coming on, mate. Much appreciated. Yeah, sorry to keep you till late. Um, ah, it's all right. It's not a problem. I mainly, uh, I mainly blame Bully for that, but, you know. <laughs> No, it was good. That was uh, that, that, that was that was um, that was a lot of fun. It's, um... Coming to you on February twenty seventeen. It's midweek FPL. It isn't a double game week. We've had some fantastic clashes over the last couple of Pete, nights. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I stopped here. It was like a plane was travelling over you. Did you hear that, Peter? Yeah, it sort of faded out almost. Yeah, it like faded you out. Walked away from the oh, interesting. Do you, do you just want to do the? Uh, you just said it's the first of February, and then yeah, uh, just just pause again and then go again. Yeah.